It's another mailbag day. The Dodgers had a day off. That's what's coming up on Locked On Dodgers. We'll talk about trade deadline. We'll talk about a potential outfielder for the Dodgers and some new prospects in the top 100. We'll get into all that. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And make it easy on yourself and subscribe in each or both of those places and never miss a day because, you know, we're not going to. And if you're like us and never miss a day, that means you're an everydayer. So clap for yourself. You're an everydayer. You should be proud. If this is your first time listening or watching, you can become an everydayer by just listening every day. And you should know that I'm Vince Samperio, and that's my co-host, Jeff Snyder. We're both lifelong Dodger fans that have spent time covering the team, have watched the Dodgers all over, watched the Dodgers a lot of Dodger games in their lives. And we're not quite insiders, but we're here to bring you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue and Dodgers were off on Monday. So we put out a call for a mailbag. The Dodgers had a lot of off days the last couple weeks. So I feel like maybe we're running out of mailbag questions, but we still got some good ones. Uh, but we're going to start off with something that wasn't in the mailbag. Uh, but before that, Jeff, you got anything from doing that? I just want to shout out one everyday or Craig Rogers uh, comments a lot on our YouTube channel and uh, let us know he's an everyday. So thanks, Craig. You're awesome. Appreciate you, Craig. So this morning, there was a report. It didn't link anyone to the Dodgers specifically, but it did link someone that the Dodgers could be interested in. Andrew McCutcheon was a name that John Morosi was reporting that. He reported that the Rangers were exploring the possibility. I forget the exact wording, but, you know, basically the Pirates, and then he added, basically the Pirates are deciding, you know, are they going to sell what they want to trade McCutcheon in the year that he went back to the Pirates and everything else. But Andrew McCutcheon is somebody that would fit the profile for someone the Dodgers could use at the deadline or even before the deadline. So, yeah, Jeff, I mean, obviously, I know people, I think we're both fans of McCutcheon in general, but would it work for the Dodgers and what would it take to get him? Yeah, McCutcheon is one of my favorite people in baseball. Uh, not much not to like about Andrew McCutcheon uh, as a person. And as a player, he is pretty darn good this year. He's a uh, He's he's been playing basically full time for the for the Pirates, and he's he has an 8.25 OPS. Uh, included in that is uh, 8.43 OPS against left-handed pitching, and left-handed pitching is something that McCutcheon has always hit well throughout his career. His career OPS against lefties is 9.32, and uh, yeah, really, other than last year uh, and 2016, every other year of his career, he's been very good against lefties, and so. Uh, with the Dodgers needs, we, we've talked about how because of Mookie Betts, they could go after an outfielder instead of a shortstop because Mookie Betts could be that shortstop. Uh, and, and so Andrew McCutcheon would fit really, really well on this team. Uh, you know, it, it's I love Andrew McCutcheon and I, I don't know that he's like a game changer, but I also think because he's not necessarily a game changer, I don't think that the Dodgers would have, have to give up a ton because McCutcheon is what 30, almost 37 years old. He's going to be 37 in October. Uh, and, and so 
uh, you know, he is on the downswing of his career. This is his second stint with the Pirates. Obviously, he, he's a legend in Pittsburgh. They love him there. Uh, but I don't think the Dodgers have to break the, break the bank for him, and he might be the kind of guy who makes a lot of sense for the Dodgers because we've talked about how the Dodgers probably need to make some trades. We'll probably talk more about that th- that in this episode because most of our questions today are about the trade deadline. You know, the Dodgers, they've got such a, a glut of prospects that, you know, McCutcheon is a guy, if they can make a handful of moves – for guys like McCutcheon, where you don't have to give up the top tier talent, uh, but you give up, you know, a couple prospects of, of lesser, you know, uh, resume for a guy like McCutcheon, he could be a huge good fit for the Dodgers. And uh, yeah, like uh, you know, th- there's not not a ton of African American players left in baseball, and having uh, Mookie Betts and Jason Hayward and uh, Andrew McCutcheon all on the same team would. Uh, I, Whoever it would, it would break Daniel Brim's mind. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like I said, McCutcheon fits in more than one way. He fits on the field. He fits off the field. He would fit in the clubhouse. He'd be that kind of guy, you know, that type of guy. And he's having a really good year for the Pirates over there. You know, an OPS eight twenty five. Uh, he would help the Dodgers in, in more than one way. And the other part of it is. We've kind of seen the market for hitters in the last week, thanks to the Angels. They made a couple of trades. Uh, they gave up, I think, their 19 and 20 prospect for Eduardo Escobar, which their number 19 and number 20 prospect are probably like the Dodgers' 35th to 40th, you know, prospects. So we're getting that deep for a guy like Escobar, who not as good as McCutcheon, you know. So obviously, it might cost a little bit more, but that's kind of where it's at, and I feel like. The earlier you get into the you know into the stakes, the better for you. They also traded. I, I had to think real quick. I'm like, I don't think Rob Van Skoyak has a kid that I don't, he's pretty young. I don't think he had a kid that's already in the minors because they traded a Van Skoyak for Mike Mustakas as well. And I don't know where he landed on the Dodgers on the Angels prospects, but again, probably not that much. So, but those guys aren't on the scale of McCutcheon. But again, you slide that scale up a little bit. You know, you you look at the Dodgers. You know, twenty-five to number number twenty-five, number thirty prospect somewhere in there. Who I don't know who that is off the top of my head, but that's somebody that you know could go after for McCutcheon. Again, I don't. It's kind of weird, like the Pirates, because they started good and it was a fun story. McCutcheon was back and everything else, and now you know they're deciding do we want to trade him? And I think it's going to come down to does he want to get traded? Does he want to just stick? You know, does he know this might be his last year and he wants to stick it out in Pittsburgh and go that route, or does he think you know what I want a chance at to win a championship or you know? If there's a deal that benefits you, Pirates, GM, go ahead and do it. I'm all for it. Yeah. And the Pirates, after starting off really, really well, they're seven games under 500. They're in fourth place in a, ba- a bad division. So, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. You know, not necessarily to sell like a full s- sale because they have a lot of young players. You know, I don't think Brian Hayes is going anywhere. Uh, but, you know, a guy like McCutcheon, it makes a lot of sense. Another thing that I meant to mention about McCutcheon is, I feel like he fits as a Dodger, his approach at the plate. He he takes his walks. He doesn't strike out a ton. Uh, he, you know, really taking the walks is the big thing. He, he'll, he'll pass the baton. He can drive in runs. And yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I hope that Andrew Friedman saw those reports that Andrew McCutcheon's available and immediately got on the phone with uh, whoever the Pirates general manager is. Who is it? Ben Charrington, maybe? Uh, whoever it is, I hope that he got, yeah, general, Ben Charrington. Hope he got on the phone with him and said, hey, I want Andrew McCutcheon. What do you want for him? Because uh, maybe maybe that's our corresponding move for, uh, you know, something. I don't know. Uh, 
Make, make it happen, Andrew. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's possible. That, and, then, and when you think of, like, McCutcheon, you think of the Pirates, you try to be like, okay, who else is on that roster that maybe the Dodgers could go after? And I don't think there's much in the way of, you know, game impact, you know, big-time impact guys. You do look at starting pitcher, and you do look at reliever, and you see a name like David Bednar, who would be expensive in the sense that he still has three years of team control. You also see a guy like Rich Hill, you know, you know, get Dick Mountain back at Dodger Stadium. You wouldn't be upset at that. So, like, there's also a way they can try to kill a couple birds with one stone in trading with the Pirates. I don't see it for Bednar just because they would have to pay a lot for a reliever and, you know, relievers. You never know if he's going to be good to, uh, next year or even this year. But I could see them saying, hey, you know what? We'll take Rich Hill and uh, maybe we'll throw in another prospect on the back end. Yeah, I – I, I'm not on the Rich Hill train. I loved Rich Hill when he was on the Dodgers, but uh, no thanks on that. Uh, I am all aboard the David Bednar train, but I, I don't know that the Pirates are going to do that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we do the, – the Rich Hill thing is just literally innings-based that you hope that he's healthy because they are going to have to give some of these young guys probably a breather at some point. But yeah, there's other guys out there that can fit that mold. All right, uh, we'll get into the actual questions that you guys provided us and more trade deadline stuff. We'll talk about some other ideas for the Dodgers, what they can do. So that's what's on taps. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. For a, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home and win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're back. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check out SiriusXM or the SXM app if you want to listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game. All you got to do is search Dodgers, and you can listen to the home broadcast for any Dodger game. You can also find us on there if you search Locked on Dodgers. And remember, if you're an everydayer, you know where you can find us. And if you're not an everydayer, you can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Just search Locked on Dodgers. Let's hop right into these questions. And we're going to pair one question with a little bit of news. Uh, our question from our buddy Kevin at Blue Goon 82 he says, seems like we have a lot more holes on the roster than past seasons. We need a starting starting pitcher, relief pitcher, and a bat. It might be time to trade some prospect depth. What prospects, young guys, do you think might be traded? He adds, I'm hoping we can get some type of value for Stone and Vargas. We pair this with the updated prospect rankings from MLB Pipeline, where the Dodgers have nine players in the top 100, nearly they have 9%, almost 10% of the top prospects in the 100. Bobby Miller is now a top 10 prospect. He's at number nine. Um, of course, that won't last long the more he pitches uh, once he breaks his, his prospect eligibility. But either way, 
Diego Cartaya is still in there. You got Michael Bush still in there. You got Dalton Rushing in there. Dalton Rushing, who was named to the Futures game, so we will see him in Seattle. Gavin Stone's in there. Andy Paja's still in there. And Emmett Sheehan's in there. Ryan Pepio's still in there. And number 95, Nick Frosso. So, yeah, Def, that's nine guys in the top 100. There's still a lot of prospects that we've talked about, even on this show, that we weren't named there. So what can the Dodgers do with all this prospect depth? Yeah. Uh, first, I want to address Kevin's point. I don't think Miguel Vargas is going anywhere. I think the Dodgers are too high on him, uh, and they would be selling low based on his big league potential. I, I mean, if somebody wanted to treat him like the top prospect he was, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's kind of in the same boat that Gavin Lux was for a year or two where uh, he was too valuable to them because they knew his potential so they didn't trade him because they didn't want to sell low on him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could look at that list and I mean, there, there's five starting pitchers, five right-handed starting pitchers on this prospect list. Plus there's another three or four that we know are having great seasons in the minor leagues that aren't on this list. And so just logistically speaking, there's not room for all those guys because they also have guys who are in the big leagues right now, you know? And so, uh, I don't think Bobby Miller's going anywhere. Uh, I'd be surprised if Emmett Sheehan went anywhere. You know, uh, Kevin mentions Gavin Stone. I could see it. Uh, but again, I think, I feel like they'd be selling low a little bit. Like if they trade him, it would be because his, his uh, star has dropped a little bit because of his poor performance in the big leagues. And uh, you know, it, I guess it depends on what they see for the future for him. I would guess that, uh, unless there's a big name traded, you know, obviously a Shohei Otani, you know, almost everything's on the table, uh, a Corbin Burns type or a Lucas Giolito, you know, there's more guys on the table. Uh, so, but I would guess that most of the Dodgers trade activity will be guys who aren't in, in these nine in the top 100, uh, you know, but you know, I, would it surprise me to see Ryan Pepio traded? No, wouldn't surprise me at all. Gavin Stone wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Nick Frosso might surprise me a little bit just because I feel like Frosso might have a clearer path to the big leagues as a reliever. Frosso might be a guy they could, uh, if they're looking to trade for a relief pitcher, they might be better off just calling up Nick Frosso, you know? Um, and, and they have a few guys like that in the minor leagues uh, who maybe could could fill a role this year. So I, I feel like that's what they're going to be weighing is, are we getting something for this guy who that that we can't get elsewhere and so unless it's big names i, I think the dodgers might j like just logistically just logistically speaking they have kind of a 40-man roster crunch coming because they have such a deep farm system uh they are going to have to make some trades simply they're not going to have room for all these guys on the 40-man roster and so i think they're going to have to do some bulk trades where it's you know okay we'll give you two guys for andrew mccutcheon and we'll give you, you know, four guys for Corbin Burns or, you know, wh whatever it is, whoever the names are, uh, I think we'll see some quality, but more quantity would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, that makes the most sense because they are going to have a lot of decisions to make in the off season already. They can ease some of those decisions by unloading some of that depth here at the deadline and at least help yourself for this season. Cause because 
you know, if let's just say they don't do anything or or they deem prices too exorbitant or whatever it is, you're gonna lose guys for nothing in in you know in the offseason because there's not enough roster spots to hold all these guys that or at least hold all the ones that you would want to keep. Um and yeah, we're at what June 26th, so we're like you know, a little more than a month left till the trade deadline and there hasn't really been any other names emerging, but there's always going to be somebody that emerges that were wasn't on the radar or a team decides to sell last minute. Like, I don't think the Padres and Mets will sell, and I don't think they'd want to trade with the Dodgers anyways. But in a month, I mean, the Mets are eight games out of a playoff spot right now. Like, they're eight games out of the third wild card. The Padres are six and a half out of a, out of a playoff spot right now. In two weeks, they could be ten games back. And, you know, they might decide, you know what, we do need trade. And, yeah, like I said, I don't think the Padres would trade with the Dodgers, but they do have starting pitchers that could help the Dodgers potentially. I don't, you know, the Dodgers are not going to take on you Darvish's contract, but, you know, Blake Snell's a guy who would be a rental that could be available. Um, would be interesting, you know, kind of full circle moment, I guess, if that happened. The Mets, you know, Scherzer and Verlander might be too pricey for the Dodgers, but you never know. Like, you know, maybe they decide to go for it or, or go back on. I don't think it'll happen, but I do think there's going to be teams like that that end up selling and the Dodgers maybe maybe not the big guy that, you know, Scherzer, Verlander, someone like that, but maybe somebody else that's on that roster that they think could help out and they go after. You know what I mean? Can you imagine if Dave Roberts got to pull Blake Snell from a World Series game too early? <laughs> That would be so much fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe Juan Soto, you know, like it, I, if Soto's not good or if the Padres aren't going to win, Soto's not going to want to sign with them in free agency. You know, that would be a good way for the Padres to rebuild some of their farm system. Uh, you know, Juan Soto isn't exactly what the Dodgers are looking for, but you know, he's probably a guy you make room for. Yeah. I mean, like I said, who knows at this point, because with, especially like a team like the Padres, they are in, you know, there's no salary cap in baseball, but they have a lot of financial commitments to like six, seven guys over the next five years or five years plus. They don't really have the farm system anymore to, you know, let's just say they're eight games back. Like, do you trade who Jackson Merrill and Ethan Salah? Like that's, those are two guys that they have left. Like, do you trade a young shortstop and a 16 year old playing in, you know, in, in low A or high A? or low A at this point, like, you know, is, is it worth it? Probably not. And, you know, could Juan Soto bring you back and restock that top 10 of your farm system? Yeah, it could. So it's very possible. And, the, you know, there's other teams that are going to be like that, but those two guys stand out. And, you know, there's teams like the Reds that are now maybe thinking about buying. Um, so, like, it, it all kind of convolutes into itself of we still don't know what's going to happen June 26th. Like, I feel like this year's deadline is going to come down to the last week, leaving last two days more so than years past, where it's just like teams decide last minute, like, you know, we just lost this series. We're now eight games out. Okay, let's sell and try to get it all done in the last minute. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Reds, my brother proposed uh, an Austin Barnes for Ellie De La Cruz trade. Who do you think oh. says no on that one? Well, I mean, I don't think anyone would say no to that. I mean, Can't hurt to ask, right? Yeah. It would help baseball in general. You can't lead to the cruise in Los Angeles. He so. needs a bigger stage. Yep. Yeah. Well, man, Fred, push it through and we'll, and Jeff won't make fun of you for like a week. You can't spell Ellie de la Cruz without LA and a bunch of other letters like Ellie <laughs> day and Cruz. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, we got a couple more questions. Still trade deadline related. That's what's coming for you, so keep it locked on Dodgers. Okay, I'll just stick with the question asking here. We'll go with one uh, with a name we haven't heard from Diggs at Matthew Digby 22. He says, is Tyler Anderson a Dodger before the trade deadline passes? I assume he means Tim Anderson. Uh, oh, uh, he spelled Anderson wrong either way, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's just says T. Anderson. Uh, I, I was actually going to make a joke that he was talking about Tyler Anderson, uh, but I'm assuming he's talking about Tim Anderson. Yeah, that makes more sense, um, actually. I, I think the answer is no either way. I, I, I think it's a firm no on Tyler Anderson, uh, although he's only been good with the Dodgers, so you know may, maybe uh, they could get him back for, for cheap. But uh, uh, Tim Anderson, I, I think it would come down to do the Dodgers think that they see something in him that is the reason why he's been struggling this year. Uh, you know, his OPS plus is 56 this year. Uh, he has zero home runs, only nine extra base hits in 229 plate appearances. Like his, his slugging percentage is 282. His on-base percentage is 279. Both of those are ridiculously bad. And so unless the Dodgers actually see if they saw something, oh, he is just doing this wrong. We think that our, our hitting crew could, could fix him and the White Sox are willing to sell low on him, then maybe. But the fact is, uh, yeah, I mean, Tim Anderson is still a big star, a big name, and I don't – it's hard to see the, the White Sox really giving much of a, a discount on him. So unless he was packaged with a Lucas Giolito or a Dylan Cease or something, uh, I, I just don't really see it, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about Tim Tian. I just I don't know why my mind went to Tyler Anderson, but the Angels are playing well ish and are fighting for a playoff spot. And I don't think there's any way Artie Moreno goes into cell mode. So uh yeah, that one doesn't. But yeah, Tim Anderson, it sounded great at the start of the season. It felt great after the World Baseball Classic, still like, oh man, you know, he looked pretty good. He played second base if you know if they needed to move whatever. But just the way it's going, and it, it, you know, it's always one of those where does he need a change of scenery, blah, blah, blah. And maybe that could help out, and that's what the Dodgers would bank on, I'd hope. But you also aren't paying for, you you know, as the Dodgers, they wouldn't pay for what they think Tim Anderson can be. They're paying for what he's been so far this season, and I don't think the White Sox would want to do that. Now, like you said, as part of a bigger package where, you know, Giolito would be a guy that, you have to give up some type of prospect capital for. And then at that point, you just tack on an extra guy from that depth we talked about earlier and then say, hey, you know what, throw Tim Anderson in there as well. And, and you know, we'll, 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 we'll throw in a couple of guys that will be maybe a top 100 prospect in the next couple of years, potentially. So that's the way it goes. But, yeah, I, I just don't see it. And at this point, you know, I, I think, and we'll kind of touch on this on the next question, I think the Dodgers – best way to acquire a better bat is not going to be a shortstop at this point. Yeah, I think that's right. Tim Anderson would look good in Dodger blue though. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right. Our last question that we'll uh, dig into um, Jerry at Jerry underscore J underscore via. Will the Dodgers go after another right-handed bat at the deadline? I can't help but feel that a good contact right-handed bat 
is something that will help tremendously. Yeah, somebody, I mean, a bat always, is always going to help. And, and, you know, that's something they're going to be looking for. And, and like I said, it's going to be probably more so, they're going to look for any right-handed bat. That's not a first baseman. And even, and well, actually, they could look for a third baseman realistically. And, you know, if Vargas continues to struggle, Muncy just goes back to second base and they fill it out that way. So I guess basically anybody but a full-time first baseman or full-time DH is on the table or catcher, I guess, is on the table. Uh, I guess they could upgrade catcher, but it wouldn't be somebody that impacts the game that much. Um, so, yeah, basically anybody but first or catcher um, or DH would, would be someone to find. And like I said, I don't think there's anyone right now that sounds like has emerged or you know, McCutcheon was a name that dropped today, and, and obviously he would fit that mold. But I think that's where it's going to come from. Some of these teams that, you know, are close right now might end up falling double-digit games out of a playoff spot in the next month or so. And then, okay, now you're scouring for who's on that roster, who's on that team, who could help us out. We don't care really, you know, what position he plays as long as he can hit. Right-handed is probably the more ideal way, but it's also, you know, if it's a, a guy that can just hit, it doesn't matter righty, lefty. Although there's, I feel like there's not as many of those left-handed hitters that are going to be available that are just like, oh, yeah, this guy can hit no matter what. So the fact of the matter is that just based on the, the raw numbers, it's going to come down to a right-handed hitter. Yeah, I, I agree with that principle. You know, when, when Bryce Harper was a free agent, people were saying, yeah, but Dodgers don't need another left-hander. They need a righty. And I'm like, no, Bryce Harper can hit. Like, Bryce Harper is a guy, you know, you, you don't worry about what hand he hits with because he hits righties, he hits lefties. But yeah, you know, Juan Soto would be that type. Uh, but yeah, they, they, it's not likely that there will be any of those superstar hit hit both sides. You know, they, we probably are looking at some sort of role player, you know, a guy like Andrew McCutcheon or, you know, something like that. Uh, and, you know, part, part of the problem with, uh, you know, all these questions about the trade deadline is like the point you made earlier, nobody's really selling yet. Like, I mean, the A's, I'm sure, would be ready to sell. But, you know, the reason they're so bad is because they don't have any good big leaguers, you know. Uh, the Royals, maybe, uh, but they, they have all young players. And so, you know, they're not going to trade Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, you know, the, it's the teams that are ready to sell are ready to sell because they're bad and they're bad because they don't have good big leaguers. And so uh, we're going to have to wait until closer to the deadline when teams like, you know, the – the Brewers start have to having to make it a call. Okay. Are we, you know, are the Reds for real or are we really in this? You know, Padres have to make a call a bunch of teams like the Mets, even that these teams have to make a call. What are we going to do? And, and those teams just aren't ready yet uh, in late June. Yeah. And you know, like I said, it, we're going to keep getting uh, trade deadline questions and, and maybe this McCutcheon thing starts kicking off rumors uh that that start leading into that but yeah and and even then like you look at some of these teams and and the guys that you think could help it's gonna be the name that stands out to me because it happened last year at the trade deadline is like jd davis now in that trade darren ruff was probably the the guy that was expected more to be the impact player for the mets and jd they kind of had given up the mets had given up on jd davis he went to the giants he did well for the giants last year he's doing very well for the giants this year it's a guy like that, you know, what we've had guys like that before, maybe not quite as high impact, 
but like you know justin ruggiano was like the lefty killer that one year like guys like that where they can hit lefties and and the dodgers have tried to add some of those guys to the roster minor league deals didn't quite work out um but i think that's where they're gonna live when it comes to a bat i and i don't really see a big name bat going right now but like i said that there's a month left a lot can happen a team falls out of contention you know, I know it, it wouldn't help the Dodgers, but like, you know, Paul Goldschmidt's name has been started and get thrown out there for somebody that could get traded because the Cardinals are so bad. And, you know, maybe they, they want to move forward from there. He doesn't help the Dodgers because they don't need a first baseman or a DH. But, you know, maybe the Cardinals just say, hey, you know what, let's go all in. And maybe Nolan Arenado will be him available. Like, you never know. Like, there crazier things have happened in baseball when it comes down to the trade deadline. So, yeah. Uh, yeah and, you know, know, make J.D. Martinez play the outfield, Paul Goldschmidt at DH, you know. Make it happen. That, that's possible. If you, if you got those three guys in the lineup, Freddie and JD and Paul Goldschmidt, you can get away with a little bit of defense. The, the Phillies did it last year with Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos on the outfield. Yep. Um, thank you for your guys' questions. And uh, that's going to do it unless you have anything else you want to add, Jeff. No, nope, I'm good. That's good for today. The Dodgers are back for the rest of the week. They'll be playing the Royals and the Rockies. So should be able to take advantage and win some games and uh, maybe catch up to the D-backs as we head closer to the All-Star break. So thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. Make sure to check us out on SiriusXM or the SXM app. All you got to do is search for Dodgers. Lockdown Dodgers, you can also search for Dodgers to listen to the home broadcast of any game on those. Wherever you find podcasts, YouTube, Lockdown Dodgers, how you can find us. We are on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. DMs are open on all those accounts if you need to get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Here's my advice for podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.